Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all listening to the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, and I'm your host, Victory, BX Supreme Promoter, basically. Nah, I mean, nah, I'm Shane, basically. Yo, right now, I'm about to do an interview. I'm on the line with an interesting brother from Dallas, Texas. He's a community developer. He does real estate. He's into credit repair and things of that nature. Um, also, teaching the people about financial literacy, basically. Nah, I mean, nah, I'm Shane. I'm, I'm really... Hollering at people who's really about that life. Because a lot of people spit that black Wall Street life, but they're not about that life. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Um, yo, anybody that liked this episode of the Grind Ethics Mixtape show, you're there, brother? Uh-huh. Okay. Right, yeah. I just want to make sure you're there. Anybody that liked this episode of the Grind Ethics Mixtape show, um, I'll be grateful if anyone can make a, do- a donation um, the link is Grind Ethics Cash App, Grind Ethics Cash App, and also follow me on Instagram. Oh yeah, and anybody um, that has a fashion label, or anybody that has a company, and you want merchandise to dedicate dedicated to your company or your brand, whatever, um, holla at me, man, holla at me, uh, hit me up, or anybody. Also, yeah, definitely your fashion line cats. Your comedians and also your music artists, hit me up. Um, I got a special promotional offer for y'all. For only $10 a week, I'm conducting video surveys, asking my audience what they think about your brand. You know what I mean? I'm going to ask people what they think about your, your, your hat, your hoodie, Joe Schmo, apparel, whatever. And, <laughs> you know, and then I'm going to wait for my audience to drop a comment whether they like it or not. Or whoever clicks on like, I'ma add on to I'ma uh, I'ma count that as as a, um, a potential lead. So basically, I'm generating leads for you. You know what I'm saying? You pay me ten dollars a week to generate leads for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, um, that's about it, man. Hit me up Instagram Grind Ethics Mixtape Show Instagram um, for more information. If you're not clear about the, the the special promotional offer, anyway, I'm here with my brother Mumbo Holmes. You know what I'm saying? Community developer, Mumbo Homes. Am I saying it right? Yeah, sir. You got it, bro. You got it. Okay, okay. Definitely, definitely. Out in Dallas, Texas, man. Yeah, sir. I come in rain from the west side of Dallas because uh, Dallas got too many different communities. And I know I love my people in West Dallas, bro. We yeah. Thanks for, thanks for hosting me, man. Yo, I was thinking about moving to Dallas on some real shit. But it's the, the traffic jams. I heard you got a lot of traffic jams. Hey, we got hella traffic. I ain't going to cap you none, bro. Hey, there's a, there's a bunch of stuff that you, you, if you know the time, and you know the neighborhoods to slick yourself through, you be good. But outside of that, man, if you out there trying to, if you out there trying to have a fun time in between the times of 2 o'clock and 6 o'clock, you definitely going to hit some traffic. Uh, oh, so I'm good, but I'm good in those other times. Yeah, yeah. If you if you out and about, I mean, as as long as there ain't no crash or whatever, it was outside of before two o'clock, after six o'clock, you good. You said before two o'clock. That's the morning time. Yeah. But the morning time is rush hour. That's when people go to work. So I, I in between, I don't have any problems on my side when I'm going when I'm going to work. So maybe I should say that as a as a uh, disclaimer. <laughs> oh I, damn. I'll be, I'll be 
you good. I think on thirty, like thirty uh, highway uh, thirty, uh, that can it, it can kind of differ. I know typically in between two and six, that's definitely that's definitely rush hour. Uh, going into the city between the times of like seven and ten o'clock, you for sure gonna hear some traffic. Uh, so you gotta choose. You gotta choose the battle that you want to do, man. Oh man, damn! Oh man, you know what? I'm just gonna go over there and experience it myself, man, and see. You know what I mean? I got because I, I, I gotta leave. I gotta leave New York. I could play here, but I don't want to live here no more. I'm gonna keep it real with you. <laughs> I feel like I outgrown New York. I'm gonna keep it real. You feel like you was born what? I said I feel like I outgrown New York, man. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Y'all heard a hundred people a day is moving to Texas. I bet you it's more. I bet you it's more than that. Damn. Uh, we we killing it. I'm telling you. When I'm telling you, the housing market over here is crazy. Ah, oh, dog. We people paying people paying in between ten to thirty percent higher than what their what the house is actually appraised for over here right now. Like for the last for the last, I want to say within the last for the last like five months, it, it's been crazy. Well, matter of fact, I might go. I might go. Well, I'm well. Not might. I was planning to go out there before the year's out. You know what I'm saying? To to scope it out. I might move out there, but if not, I'm still. I still want to do business out there in Dallas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, shoot, man, make shoot your shot and come on through. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But yeah, how you guys started in the crazy world of real estate? First of all. about. 
eventually I learned that it was wholesaling. So in wholesaling, if you are able to find if you are able to find a, a distressed property, a distressed home, you're able to uh, have a conversation basically with the seller, and you and you both make a deal. Say, hey, for cash, I'll pay for your I'll pay to, to purchase your home so that you can make this next move that you need to make because it's not ready for the market to be sold or because uh, you you're tired of being a landlord or you don't want to deal with any commission costs or you don't want to have to deal with a realtor or any of the any of that stuff that happens. Uh, and so I he said, hey, work a deal out with the seller. You find another buyer who has who actually has the money, and then you sell your contract. You assign your contract to that buyer so that they can be the ones to purchase that home. And then you ask for a fee to assign that contract, basically. And that can range anywhere in between two thousand to fifty thousand. And I was like, man, that sounds great. And all all you needed was a, t- a title company. You needed a mar- you need a, you need to market. You needed the contract, you needed a title company, and you needed a buyer, right? Those are the four basic things, a contract, a seller, a buyer, and a title company, right? And then some money, and then some money if you need to for, for an earnest deposit. Uh, but if you know how to work with a buyer, they can, they can pay for that themselves. Uh, but anyway, man, like that. Well, like well what is the earnest deposit? Because you're confusing the, the crowd. I mean, I know what earnest deposit is, but explain to the... Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, that's um, that's so, cool. Does that, uh, yeah, so that that's essentially how I how I found out about wholesaling. So I just did my research, man. I did about like two to four months of research um, of like what's the best marketing strategies, what are the type of sellers that I want to find, who's the best type of seller to talk to, how do I actually negotiate pricing, where do I find the contracts at, what type of contract do I need to have written up for this time, what is the title company um, looking for for me, do all title companies work with investors, uh, what kind of buyers do I need to find, what are the formulas for the buyers, I'm doing that, all of that research to make sure, all right, so when I get here, I'm able to, or I am able to contract this seller, contract this house, put it into the title company, contract the buyer, and make sure everything goes smoothly um, for the last transaction for me to receive my assignment fee, uh, which is my payout from the uh, from the from the closing. Yeah, uh, and I did that. I think I started. Honestly, I think I started like last last June. Uh, last June only? Last June only. So you did like what? Virtual, virtual, uh, 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 wholesale some shit? Cause you know, that, that was the, that was still the peak of like the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Was we in a pandemic during that time? Yeah. Last June. Yes, we were. It's just that you in Texas, y'all wasn't wearing no damn masks. That's what. <laughs> Y'all don't even know you had a pandemic. For 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 all you for all you know, yo, bro. For all you know, in Texas, the pandemic was over in April. <laughs> I'm sorry, I got jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, that shit was for yeah. That shit was over in April. I'm talking about last April. I'm talking about April 2020. Yeah, no, but like for real though, bro, like. It really, sometimes it felt like that. I kept to myself that I had family I needed to take care of overall. So you know, I wasn't doing, I wasn't, I wasn't doing all that, all that, uh, that wild stuff. But I, you know, I need to make sure people knew that. Hey, man. I'm but like, was you really? I'm, I'm out here being safe. I'm, but it was, it was, as you said though, it's, it was virtual. I simply made calls, and I made deals over the phone. So you didn't, see, you never seen a house. One of them, I never had to see the house. Okay. I never had to. They took the pictures themselves. They sent it to me, and it was it was a done deal. I knew how much I, I genuinely knew what repairs would end up looking like. I talked to a guy. Uh, I talked to a guy to help me like figure out what the, what the deal was, and he said, "Yeah, man, like when I fix up homes, it's, a, it's about the typical cost. You come with a cost of repairs." I told the buyers. They said we can do that. It was a done deal. That deal right there. I want to say we split seventeen seventeen, so it would end up being like three five. Yeah, it was like no, no. It was thirty-two. It was thirty-two thousand. First, it was thirty-two thousand within within two months. Wow, thirty. Hold on, thirty-two. You made thirty-two thousand in three months. Yeah. God damn. That yo, thirty-two thousand is what some motherfuckers make in a year. What you made? What some motherfuckers made in a year? You made. You made it in what in the course of a week because you had to you had to you had to go through the process you had to uh 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 step up to the seller I mean call the seller your first seller and introduce yourself then go then 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 go get the buyer go look for a buyer and then 
you know, um, see, then probably see if the buyer wants to, uh, 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 uh. or oh, then again, no, right there and then he makes his decision right there when you, when you, when you approach the buyer, right? Yeah, I bring them. The, I bring them the numbers. They have. They do. They do want to look at it sometimes themselves. Sometimes they don't just take photos, and that's that's fine. That's all good. So they have to. They have to go out and like look at it themselves. But for the most part, yeah. It that's was, a, that's like a week process. That's, that's how long it was. A week, so right? It wasn't, it wasn't a week. It wasn't a week show because the all the whole deal so started from the contract. So I took maybe about like a, two weeks looking. I got a hit on a realtor, which is odd. That's not a typical thing. Realtor had a person where, like, they the people did not want to deal with going um, dealing with another another buyer who was not an investor. They wanted to work with an investor. I like perfect. Um, we got it. We got it contracted within a week. So took that one week to find a person. Took another week to get it contracted, and then the contract lasts for about thirty days. Of that 30, 30 to like forty five days. Oh, so you made it. I found a buyer. Yeah. So within that thirty within that thirty days, I need to make sure I have a buyer. I'm trying to make sure I have a buyer within like five to seven days of getting the contract. You know, so by the third by the third by the second second to third week of being in contract, I'm finding a buyer. I found a buyer and all we had to do was wait wait it out. That's literally all we had to do. Wait it out. So within that within about like within a month and like and some weeks, man, we we got a good hit. Wow. Wow. $32,000 within two weeks. Yeah. Most people don't make $32,000 in the fucking paycheck. Oh, man. Oh, Damn. And thing. you're a rookie, too. You're a rookie, too. Rookie. Rookie. Ain't never done it before. Ain't never See, done this it. is why... Yo, is you know what I'm saying? But uh, like doing doing your research and getting educated and watching other people who did, you know, it's, I, I talked to the right people. I talked to other investors. I was like, man, I know some, I know some other folks who've been doing it for a little while. They just, I just never heard nobody doing wholesaling before. I heard people flipping, regular people flip homes. You know, we got a great Mexican culture. We got a great Mexican culture out here where it's like it's family economics. You give them, you give them a home that they can build up in. They got their own cash. Cash flow, they bring all these family members in, but they fix the house up within a few months, and either they'll hold it just because they just because they got family and they just want to build their family in there, or they'll sell it. You know, like they like that's the whole game. But I did it; I've never done it myself, so I talked to the right people to figure out. All right, so how do I work this out? You know, doing my own research, man. That that's just how it was. You just had I just had to execute at that point. That's all it took. Just to execute. Wow. See, this is why real estate eight real estate agents and brokers hate y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> and, and plus y'all don't need no license. Wholesalers don't need don't require legally don't require no license because matter of fact, for those who confuse, because I, I because people be telling me I need a fucking license, but uh and, and I'm trying to do wholesale. But anyway, um explain to the crowd. What's the difference between being a wholesaler and a real estate agent as far as duties and stuff like that? Yeah, so as a real estate agent, for the most part, you are either working under yourself or under a brokerage, um, and you are working under a commission based upon the sale of the house. Excuse me. And um, 
where an investor is one who is simply finding uh, or finding an asset and utilizing that asset to make either a cash flow or um, a one-time fee for the transaction that they're making. So commission and one-time fee and transaction, those differ, right? Because we're, we're placing in the manual work um, either a finding, selling, negotiating, that, that, the whole ride of that, right? Uh, well, a real estate agent, they have a lot more, they have a lot more restrictions, they have a lot more uh, restrictions and guidelines for them to follow. But an investor could be, an investor can be anybody from a father who wants to sell their home, um, but they want to build on it first and then make it more valuable. And they, they flip it that way, right? They end up having, they end up getting their home, they end up getting their hands on a home that was 50000 but it's worth 75000 Um And if they build it up, they, it can be worth 150000 So they put $20,000 into it. They only placed it. They only put in a total of 70000 They sell it off for 150 and they make, that's their profit, whatever is in between that, right? Uh, so it, it always depends on, it, that, those, are the main, those are some of the main differences. We don't work off, uh, as an investor, we don't work off of commissions uh, for the most part. We work off, we work for cash flow and we work for one-time fees off a of, of multitude versus a real estate agent who may make three to six uh, percent off of off of a, a transactional sale via a brokerage or that uh, or themselves. Yeah. Now, you some people might say, I believe in a, I believe in another state there is a bill that's being that's being advocated for wholesalers to need um, to need a license. Because I like let it be known, there's a lot of people out there who are scammed. Where they where they're there to take advantage. Our, my, our company is based solely on developing communities. If you didn't hear in the beginning, we're a community development company. We work and operate under the guidance of persuading the factors of community development through education, through housing, and through health, because historically, those factors within statistics are the main factors that changes the outcome of a neighborhood, of a state, of a city, of a region, of the nation. Right, so we operate under that guidance, but nobody requires for, for us to do that or work by that. Right, uh, there are wholesalers out there who are there, and they, they may legally swindle. They may attempt to legally swindle you. So when others, when people are like place a bill to protect and make wholesalers have a have a license, I understand it. I get it. I I, I comprehend. But until that time comes. I'm, I'm going to be making the money that I need to be making. And if I and if wholesaler end up getting out, outside of the outside of the the be placed into policy, then I move from wholesaling to uh, creative finance. Like there, there's so many avenues in real estate. For anybody who's listening, real estate investing is not just flipping homes and purchasing and fixing it up. There's so many things that you can do. Anything dealing with making income via real estate. For the most part, you would be considered a real estate investor. Landlord, real estate investor. They don't see themselves as that way, but they can. you can make a lot of great passive income if you have more than enough homes and you have people paying you each month for that home. You know, so that's my two cents. 
Yeah, a lot of a lot of landlords are motherfucking motherfuckers that wear their robe all day and sleep all day and don't take showers. <laughs> now you just put that in my head though, because when you said real estate ain't. When you said uh, uh, landlords don't see themselves as invest, they don't see themselves as investors, but they are. And you just put that in, you just put that thought in my head like a a, a fat, bow headed motherfucker <laughs> wearing a robe, having took a shower for a day. <laughs> yeah, but but that's what. <laughs> Yeah, that's see. That's why I'm a marketer. That's why I'm a. That's why I'm into marketing and, and promotions because you gotta paint a picture. And yo, know, my imagination is crazy because because I live a boring life. You know, that's why. That's that's when you uh, when you live a boring life, your imagination goes wild. Anyway, but but yeah, it seemed like they be hate because see a real estate agent and a wholesaler kind of remind me of because I'm a street vendor. Right? Yeah. I walk around and I sell shit. I walk around and sell merchandise or basic things that people need, like socks, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 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 tank tops, white tees, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and people see us as hoodlums in a way because we selling shit in the street. Like some, you know, some dumb people in the hood, you know, and, and, and stupid uh, upper middle class people too. But, uh, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, see us as just, you know what I mean? Like, all we doing is selling basic shit that you need. Like, why? We ain't selling crack. We ain't beating nobody in the head and stealing their purses. Like, we're not, like, exactly. <laughs> we just selling, you know what I mean? And, and motherfuckers look at us like, you need, ha- you need to have a store. A store. Like, motherfuckers with nine to five jobs be like, yo, nigga, you need to have a store. You know what I'm saying? You need to have a store, but 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 really, so 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 and and the people and the person with a store, you know what I'm saying? He could even have a, a kind of like a dirty store, a messy store, but he's more respected than the person who's walking around selling merchandise or a person who has a table. You know what I mean? He has a store. People see him with more respect. People see him with, with, with prestige because he or she has a store, but but believe it or not, you have a lot of people that got tables that make that take home more money than store owners. Cause store owners have too many too much expenses. Especially in New York City. Forget about it. Forget about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how it is. That's, 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 that's an analogy, but that's how it kind of is in, in the in the real estate world that wholesalers are like the street hustlers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no license. Yeah. No. <laughs> That's why I like wholesaling. That's why I want to get into wholesaling for real. Because cause, cause it's right about my alley, and, and and I understand what y'all go what y'all going through. You know what I'm saying? We like the underdogs, but we make the most money. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I know wholesalers make a tremendously a lot of money. Than, than than real estate brokers, but not maybe not maybe not every wholesaler make more money than a broker. But I, I hear yeah, stories. I mean, it, it always it always depends. Like sometimes you have you have people who don't know how to negotiate, and so they only get like five thousand for each one, right? Depending on the market, you know, they might only get like five thousand for each one. When there's a, like if you if you know if you know how to negotiate it, it's talk 
somebody else or this or that. Right? Like everybody has their reasons for why they choose to do something. And so having knowing the audience that you're going for, that makes the most sense. Those are the top I'm really sure they're not gonna add they're not gonna always go to distress sellers. Distressed sellers are less likely to have great credit. They're less likely to have um, homes that look all that great for selling. But like they're gonna have all of these different types of th- types of things going on. Their audience is wider than not because we have a niche of people to hit. Oh, it's di- it's a different conversation. It's a way different conversation. I can offer more as a wholesaler because I have buyers from all different types. I'm a buyer who can if I have a buyer who can buy. Multi, you know, multi-unit apartments. I have people who, who want to purchase homes. I have people who want to build upon land. I have people who want to this, that, or the other. And, you know, like, some people have different reasons for why they want to do something. The niche is crazy. Wholesaling is crazy. If you know how to create a space where you where you not only operate, dominate, master, that's the hit. That's the flow. Yeah, it so, is. It is. People who hustle, they, they know that. They know how to understand that. Have a mentality of seeing it, executing on it. They they got that, and that's where wholesalers come from. That's where wholesalers can come from. So, yeah, man, that's the basis. That's some of the basis of a wholesaler. Hmm. So let me ask you this question: uh, A lot of wholesalers be like, "Don't tell the owner or the seller that you're a wholesaler." They might not understand whatever. Tell them you're going to buy the damn house or some shit. I mean, is it really necessary not to tell? Or can you actually still make a deal or make money even if you're honest with the, the seller and tell them that you're, you're a wholesaler? Yeah, you can. Um, the reason, but it's not, it's not necessarily, it's not needed to be disclosed all the time. And so let me give an example. They want to make sure that the home is going to be purchased. That is their main concern. If I absolutely, if I have a business partner who I work with who purchases home, I know his criteria, I know what he's looking for, then ma'am, yes, the home will be bought, sir. Yes, as a company who has a partner who makes a split profit off of the purchase of this home, we are collectively, we are collective in this. Right? It's not like I'm going here and I have nobody to find to buy to buy this home. If it's a good deal and there's almost anybody uh if it's within my numbers, then someone's gonna purchase this home. Somebody from somebody from my buyers list is gonna purchase this home. Right? Um and so I have been upfront. I have been upfront and say, Hey, like I was I'm a real estate investor and basically what I do is I connect buyers well and I connect other investors with home with deals for homes so that your home can be purchased as you would like for it to be as you would like for it to be so they, we all help with moving we help with credit repair we help with uh, purchasing another home we help with connecting you to a realtor to purchase your another home if we have another home that, that you may be interested in that we're about that we before we place it on the MLS or put it with a realtor that we can do it with you then we can do that with you we have so we have so many different options for you that you that you can choose to that you can choose to do from. If you still have a loan on your home and you don't have enough equity for us, then what we'll do is that we'll give you a down payment. We'll put a down payment on your home and we'll pay you instead of fourteen hundred, we'll pay you we'll uh, pay you eight hundred. Um, or in fact, we'll pay your loan free. 
give you, put a down payment for you, pay your loan for you, and you can go out and uh, use that money to go get another loan that you, because you don't want this home anymore. You know, like, this. Yo, you just, you just gave up a whole, I'm sorry, you was about to say? Uh, I was about to say, there's so many, so many things that I can offer as a wholesaler because I have tons, millions of money back in me. Not my own money, per se. It's not in my personal bank account uh, that I want to use to purchase the homes. But I have millions of dollars of business partners who would love to buy your home if it fits our numbers. And it does. And so, ma'am, sir, your home will be purchased. But do I say I'm a wholesaler all the time? No. Don't nobody know what that is. A lot of people don't know what it is. It's confusing. It's confusing. So why why am I going to put them in a confusing state and try to explain them this whole entire thing when all they need to know, hey, I'm an investor. I would love to purchase your home. What what are you looking for? As long as your home is purchased, I get in a contract, I'm putting five thousand dollars down, four thousand dollars down. What does it matter? whether I'm going to be specifically the company on that contract that's going to purchase your own or not. I'm putting $4,000 down, $1,000 down as an earnest deposit. I'm serious, you know? I can, I'll, I'll do your competitor for the most part. So, yeah, but like you were saying... Damn, I, brother, you convinced me. Like, oh, man. I'm about to, I'm about to fucking give a, I'm about to give you someone else's house, man. Like that. <laughs> I'm about to have you sell my apartment, and this is in the fucking building. <laughs> that was, I'm like, damn! I felt like you was trying to sell to me for real, but I'm I'm, I'm gonna use that, brother. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna, I might put my own Puff Daddy little remix. You know, I'm from Harlem. You know. <laughs> but yeah, but that's. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that that makes sense because a lot of, yeah, it does make sense coming from you. But when the other wholesalers say don't tell nobody, it seems like they're being shysty or trying to be. You know what I mean? But I understand from their end. But it's like, but but the way you say it, it seems like you're not trying to be shysty about it. You know? And nobody else is trying to be shysty. They want to make the seller happy too, but it's just the way they go about it, the way they say it to me. The way they say it to me seem like I don't trust them. Like, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. It's, it's really about wordplay. Just like, you, just like you said how people perceive you as a thug or as a person who's, who's not official or credible. It's like, man... You only saying that because of perception. But if I said it a little differently, if I cleaned up my act and I had a little booth out here, and I was, but I was doing the same exact thing, you wouldn't see it as a bad thing. But your perception has changed. But I'm no different from what I from what I said I was. So instead, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a street I'm not on the street I'm not a, a salesperson on the street. I'm a vendor now. Ooh, that sounds sexy. That sounds sexier to you, doesn't it? You see, it is legitimately all about perception, how people look at you. So sometimes you got to play by the game. I'm a real estate investor. That sounds a lot better than just saying I'm a wholesaler. Sounds a lot better than than like than saying um, something that that sounds chiesty or something that sounds sketchy or something that sounds like it's not it's not credible. You know, it's, it's legitimately think about. 
about the wordplay and addiction that you use. The wordplay, yeah. Uh, that's in everything, man. Like I told you, so as you seen on, on our social media, uh, we do credit. We do credit repair. We help with trade lines. We help with business funding, personal funding, that whole that whole nine, right? Um, one of the biggest things about uh, about funding is that you need to look a certain way. Like your report needs to look a certain way. You have great great money, great money in your bank account. Be making thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars in income. But if your personal credit report doesn't look doesn't look like it's suitable. They don't care if you got hundreds of thousands of dollars and that you can pay off your credit cards. They can't trust you. You or you don't have any positive accounts on there. Your business has doesn't your business has a, a, a home address rather than an actual building. Your business has your per, your personal phone number rather than an eight hundred phone number. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they they're gonna look at all of that and be like, You're not credible enough. So we're not gonna give you we're not gonna give you Two thousand, five thousand, seven thousand, twenty-five thousand, a hundred thousand dollars in funding because you don't look credible. But if I start changing up, if I start changing up the way that we talk, I start changing up what I look like. I start changing up what my business demographics are. I start changing up and make make my. If I start getting good positive accounts on my personal report, my personal credit report, oh, they they want to do nothing but give me money. All they want to do is give me money. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, it's all—it's about perception, bro. That's, yeah. legit, that's legitimately what it is. Yo, we're gonna stop this portion of the interview. We're gonna get back because we're gonna talk about a lot more. Um, but yo, that—that was—that was, that was some good info. You, I—I I learned a little bit, man. You know what I'm saying? But we're gonna come back right here on the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show with Mumbo Holmes. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't even know your government name. I—I I, call—I'm calling you Mumbo Holmes. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> Mumbo Williams, you know what I'm saying? But we're gonna be back. If you like this, if you like this interview, this portion of the Grind Ethics Mixtape Show, uh, I'll be very grateful if anyone could make a donation. The link is Grind Ethics Cash App, Grind Ethics Cash App, and check out the new and improved episodes of Grind Ethics on YouTube. We also on well, I'm on video. There's only one Grind Ethics, so that's me. But um, but yeah. Check out the new and approved videos of Grind Ethics on YouTube, all right? And we out. We coming back. And remember, peoples, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's all about the motherfucking grind, basically.